Hi everybody, it's Sandra Ganley here and welcome back to another episode of the Country Chats podcast. I hope everybody is well. I hope everyone is out dancing and gigging now because look, COVID has lifted, things are back to normal and hopefully you're back dancing and singing and going to gigs as well as our artists and for the artists that have been on the podcast and the few that I've lined up are absolutely delighted themselves to be back working. And now on the podcast today, we've had a few females to get this series up and running, but I think now it's time to start bringing a few of the lads in. It's been very female heavy. So I'm delighted to have Gavin Gribben here in front of me. Gavin, how are you? Hello, Sandra. How are you doing? Hope you're keeping well. Thank you very much for having me on today. I'm all good. It's great to have you. And as I said, we've had a good few females uh, so far. So it's time to give the lads a bit of a a bit of a boost and say hello to a few lads. So you're the first lad on series four of the podcast. Is it your first podcast or have you been on any before? No, I have been on a couple of podcasts before, but a podcast there, there was something a bit different. There's something a bit enjoyable, a bit more relaxed, I suppose, than interviews. Absolutely. That Yeah, that's it. Exactly. And as I said to you before we started recording, I said, it's not really an interview. It's a chat yeah. and it's yeah. more laid back. Yeah. And you're not trying to get all the info in quick, quick, quick and <laughs> under pressure. Well, Hopefully, I'm not putting you under pressure today. Um, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'll ask you after how stressed out you were. Hundred <laughs> percent. So you, well, by the sounds of it, you're not here in Mayo. You're not from. I'm from Mayo, so you're a good bit away from me. You're up in County Down, I believe. I am indeed. Now, funny, I was in Mayo a couple of weeks ago, but stick to County Down. Yeah, no, I am. I'm right in the, the heartland of the Morn, so I am the Morn Mountains. Um, if I'm looking at my back window, it's exactly what you say. But uh, yeah, I'm from a wee, a wee village called Mayo Bridge, um, which is... Ah, that's Mayo. We'll take that. We'll take that. It sounds like you're half in Mayo. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. And why were you down in Mayo? Were you just visiting or what parts of Mayo were you in? I was down in Cross Malina uh, doing a gig down there. So yeah, no, I had a great wee night down there as well. Um, I did social... see that. It was in the Dolphin. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. That is correct. That was, was Michael running that dance, I believe? Yeah. Indeed, yeah. I, I, I and, and I did not do my homework on that. That is literally just, I saw it on Facebook. So Jesus, I've remembered very well. So lovely. Yeah. Cross <laughs> Malina. Very good. Um, yeah, that was only about, I think, about three. Well, when this podcast goes out, it probably will be a bit about. Yeah. 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 It was just January, I think. It was the end of January. Uh, I have summer right not yet. Summer right now. Very good. So that's the Mayo connection sorted, right? That's that's the <laughs> lovely. That's Very good. And I mean, look, you've been on the scene for a while. You're not a newbie anyway to this uh, to the whole well, scene. Now you're quite young, though, aren't you? <laughs> I am. I've just turned twenty. There. Um, to be honest, I started. I started kind of in the country scene. Um, well, I started singing back when I was really young, I suppose. Uh, my first kind of singing adventure was when I was over in holidays in one of the Haven sites. Uh, so there was within, within them, the sites, there's different activities on during the day and at night and everything. And one of the activities was a talent competition. So here's me saying, you know what, my dancer had a talent competition, thinking nothing of it. And I ended up uh, on it and I ended up winning it. And um, that was, a, I suppose, a four-year-old. And then from that, I came home and started doing uh, fetches and things that got there and um, local fetches and like talent competitions. And then, um, yeah, moving on, I then did the score, uh, the score in an oak, which I'm sure is popular down with yourselves mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And again, one thing leads to another, the score that uh, I ended up winning uh, the All-Ireland uh, for, for the solo singing. And um, that was in the INEC, the INEC in Killarney. And um, that was, it was fantastic because not only was it a place that I always aspired to be when I was obviously older things too, but it was also a great, it was great to see all the crowds and everything in it uh, for such an event too. 
but from that and then as well the fly i would have been taking part in it and again i've got me an iron medal in it so i've been kind of i've been about in that sense doing fetches and things and your your katana competitions and that there um but when i got a wee bit older then the the score led me to um an interview with with rte for a program they call score score encore and then the score encore it got me from a first time at 11 years old on the tv which was another massive thing for me too but uh, moving on i have then moved into the kind of the more the the nightlife as they call it the the live scene um and i've started doing gigs and that there when i was i think it was 16 when i first did, when I first did my gig but um moved in that kind of sector and um i've been sort of doing that ever since and then yeah <laughs> here we are today it. no but it's it's yeah you've basically been at it the whole time and one thing i do want to point out is Feshes, for those of you that some people might associate fesh with dancing, it's not always. Obviously, there is a dancing fesh, but there's always a music and a singing fesh as well. So we'll talk about, we'll see in a while, can you dance? We'll get to that part. But for now, you were, just to confirm, you weren't dancing in the feshes, you were singing. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> to confirm. <laughs> singing at this stage anyway, yes. Yeah, brilliant. So yeah, look, you've, I mean, yeah, you've been working away at it all your life and you have that trad and country balance by the sounds of it. You're involved very heavily in, in the two, same as myself actually, would have grew up going to the flas, scores, all that kind of thing. And then obviously country scene. So it's always a battle between the two. But again, you mightn't, do you feel there's a battle between the two or do you feel it's connected in every, in, in every sense nearly as well? I do think it's like the kind of the, the culture as well, um, in the sense that there's an awful lot of uh, crossing between the two. And I think folk is the kind of common ground between both. But again, at the same time, there's, there's certain songs and you would hear both country artists doing them as well as traditional artists, as well as folk artists. And I think that's where the kind of familiarity is between everything. And that's why there is kind of that gel between them all. Um, so I have done um as i say everything really i've done the the traditional in the sense of they I play guitar so even rhythm guitar and things i got in sessions and obviously singing as well the folk element um i've recorded different songs and things i got for folk and in the country end of it which is obviously to do with your jiving and all that too and i think i think that end of things was inspired by me by my uh, both my parents as well as my, my grandparents as well they played and they were always country in that too so it, it was a kind of the balance between everything led to, I suppose, where I am today. That's no, that's great. And it's great to have the two uh, look, this connection. Yeah. So it's great to have the two worlds and they go hand in hand. So no matter which one you went down, you're going to play music either way and singing. So <laughs> oh my, um, yeah. that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Um, very good. And I mean, you, you didn't waste any time getting an album out a few years ago, did you? <laughs> no, well, I suppose whenever I said that the, the score on core, it led me to do different things as well, but uh, one of the things on the checklist for me was I wanted to release an album um, of this kind of songs that I grew up with and songs I sang when I was younger and, that, and songs that everyone enjoyed. They're easily listening uh, songs, but they're songs that everyone would have known and enjoyed. Um, songs you might have heard like Belfast Mill um, and The Town I Love So Well, My um, Belfast Love. There was different things they got there, different songs not there on the album, but I was I think, 16 year, years old then whenever I released it. And um, it did fantastic for him as well. It brought in a lot, brought a lot of spotlight to me as as a singer as well as um, as even my music as well. And yeah, I suppose whenever COVID hit, it was uh, knocked the teeth I suppose, for everyone. But now, thankfully, the things are recovering, and we're hopefully recording more and bringing out more in the in the, in the this year as well. 
That's good. Well, you already brought out one there in November, which is a great, lively one. I love it. Love it. Love it. So um, you brought uh, Find the Right Girl out in November. So how that's been going well for you, I'm guessing. It has, yeah. It was been something that was a bit of a, a change for me. It's something that I always wanted to do. And seemingly, for some reason, I never did record anything um, like a jive before. But yes, Find the Right Girl, um, perfect for yourself as well, a dancer too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a jiving song. And um all about going out on a on a Friday night and meeting the girlier dreams and as they say the, the blonde girl in the blue dress. So um, yes, it's it's been popular now in the dancing scene and it's been popular with a lot of uh, dancing teachers and that too. So I'm delighted to hear. Yes, it's it's people are enjoying it and people people are loving the dance to it as well. Well, I'm definitely giving it a thumbs up as a dance teacher because it's a great one to throw on for jive. So absolutely love it. And even a, a bit of a line dance as well. It's great. It's brilliant. And like, obviously, that album came out nearly four years ago. Do you look and you were, I mean, there's a big difference between being a 16 year old and a 20 year old. Do you look back at that album and are you still all over it and like, yeah, that was a great album? Or is there a few things you're like, Jesus, that was a bit mad or, oh, I wouldn't have done, I changed that now. Or what's your view on it looking back? Because I'm just thinking, you know, people look back at things they've done in the past and you might have. You might love it, you might hate it. So what's your thoughts on your first album now? Yeah, I suppose like everyone, to, to try and improve yourself, you're always thinking, well, here's what I did do, how could I improve it? But I was generally speaking, I was happy with I was happy with the recording of it. And for being 16, I was happy the way it all turned out. Even the, the songs themselves probably aren't easy songs, as people call them. Um, they might be easy listening, but they're not easy, as, as opposed to singing them, um, the range of them, things like that. But from a musical aspect uh, but no there are certain things obviously um even like different songs maybe would have sped up or slowed down i said maybe you know what in future if i was to do that i would maybe try it this way or try it that way but generally speaking yeah i was happy enough um with with everything that it turned out as as i say as a 16 year old <laughs> yeah jesus so young so that's brilliant to have you know got that out at 16 and i mean god i mean you've so many years ahead of you still only 20 god Jesus. <laughs> it's all a hideous, it's all a hideous. Um now you're in college as well, just to add to the busyness of it all, but you haven't strayed too far from the topic of music. So you're you're doing music oh. in Dundalk, are you? I am indeed, yes. I'm doing music, a music degree, a bachelor's honors degree in Dundalk, DKIT. So yes, the way the way it is for me at the minute, at least anyway, it's uh, Monday to Friday is university and and working like that and Friday Saturday Sunday I suppose um is the the gigs and that and then sure obviously you have the mix of concerts and different things fired and during the week the odd time too so it's it's just it's fine the balance of it but yeah no I'm happy with it and it's, it's thankfully it's going well now brilliant and is that degree the sort that you means you can teach music or is it like a music technology music production course. So that degree uh, incorporates a bit of composition, uh, performance, production, and musicology. Um, so uh, music theory, really. So it's it's a it's a round balance of it. And well, what I got, what I did, it, the reason why I picked it was because I thought it'd be a great thing for me to see where I am in a couple of years. And if I wanted to go down the teaching route as well, well, it's a, it's an opportunity for me too to further that further that on in. Yeah, that's brilliant. I think I might you might know, but I don't know. Did Sh- is Shannon Carroll doing that that? Um, course or did she do it I don't know if you know Shannon she's from she's from County Louth um, but I think when I was ch- talking to her I think I'm nearly sure she's doing a music degree now it could be Dublin IT or it could be Nodalk IT I'm getting totally mithered but similar course but like that it's a great stepping stone you're 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 
involved in the music, but you still have time to suss out what's going to happen. Where do you go from, yeah, well, from yeah. there? At the end of the day, I suppose it's all music related. And so, uh, like, as I said, I could have done a different course, maybe um, something that I was going to lead me directly into at a certain job. But what people are saying to me was, uh, do what you love. And I suppose for me, that's that's music. And there's, there's really no other reason why I suppose I would do it at any type of different course. Um, so, yeah, it suits and I'm, I enjoy it, which is what I'm looking for from it anyway. <laughs> what do you think you would have done if music wasn't... The route. What, what what would you do otherwise? Well, beforehand, you see, before before music was the the one the one and only. As I said, um, I was thinking actually completely different. I was thinking at a stage of uh, veterinary on uh, veterinary science. So yeah, um, <laughs> I changed my mind then after. Um, now I, I went and work experience and I enjoyed it too. But it just it wasn't obviously going to work if I wanted to do uh, the music, which was going to be the main thing for me. I had I sort of uh, changed my mind and had a had her go with something that was going to work for me too. So here's very, where I am today. Very interesting. Yeah, that's a funny one. Now I know that the reason I asked that was because I do the exact same thing. I I done a music degree down in UL, Irish music and dance, and before that I was going to do forensic science and investigation. <laughs> and now I'm like looking back, how the like how was that even on my list? And now I'm dancing and music no more than yourself. Like you think, yeah. you know, yeah, it would have been a nice career and all that. But when you look now at where you are, it's mad to think that that was even an option. So, um, yeah, well, it's for me at least anyway. For GCSEs, which is uh, the same similar as the junior starts, I did um, the three three sciences uh, as individual subjects. So I suppose from that aspect, it was. It was something that I, I did enjoy it too as well, even, but it was something that I was I was kind of doing every day. And then I thought maybe, you know what, this might be the next step on from that. But yeah, I suppose your ideas change too then and life changes, I suppose, as well. Don't be all know last couple of years. <laughs> That's for sure. And do you ever do you ever get anyone saying, ah, what are you doing that music course for sure? What what are you going to do with that? Does anyone say the, that these days? I got it a lot, but that's 10 years ago. So um, I would to be fair, I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't get that or not. Now, maybe I don't know if it's because people know me for music and know me for like as as music being, I said the one and only. Like, but um, no, I, like another thing is whenever I would say it or explain myself and thinking the, the thought process and where my kind of the life goes and what I'm thinking of doing after uh, uni, then and that's maybe clears clears the air and clears the clears up the the, the muddiness. But um, no, thankfully, it's been it's been a positive response anyway from it so far. Anyway, that's good. No, that was literally just a, an interesting question that I wanted <laughs> I wanted to find out because look, I suppose I mean ten years ago, a career in music or dance might not have been the most favorable. Whereas now, people I think are more open minded, and it just shows that you can have a career in music and dance, no problem. So yeah, I'll, I'm happy to see that the world has changed and they're giving the thumbs up for music courses. That's good to hear, good to hear. Um, so you're back again, as you said, you were back, you were in Mayo a few weeks ago and then Wednesday night just gone. Um, there was such a lovely, I'll, I'll let you explain the event more because I wasn't there. But when I heard about this event, I just thought it was such a nice event and so lovely for the singers and the artists that were involved. So I'm not even going to attempt to explain it. So where were you on Wednesday night, Gavin? Fill us in. 
I was <laughs> I, I was in um, it was a kind of a private event and um, it was a small time thing for uh, all the artists and all the singers and that um, that'll be involved with Sean Wallace Entertainments um, a promoter from right here and he was running the night basically just for all the artists and all the singers to get together and especially after the couple of years we've had to get together have a bit of crack and um, we bite date as well on it it was great that everyone because you know normally when everyone's um gigging together and things like that or if you're doing this concert spot and you might get talking to people for a while but you generally don't get a a good kind of crack with them or a good good chat with them so it was a good opportunity to sort of sit down relax and not worry about anything as to say and have a bit of crack and have a bit of a chat too yeah it sounded that's so now that you've explained it it just sounded so lovely and i mean yeah as you said you don't get that opportunity like and especially at gigs and award awards night and that kind of thing. I mean, everyone is, has their game face on. Do you know, people are are in showbiz mode. Not that I'm, and I'm not putting any negative negativity towards that. But you know yourself, when you're at a gig, you're kind of on your game. You're talking to fans. You're in show mode. Whereas at an event like this, you could all just sit around, be yourselves. Nobody, there was no music. Nobody sang or anything like that. No, that's not what no. it was about. Yeah, that's what I thought. Um, yeah, no, I suppose as you said. When everyone's kind of, it's it, I suppose I know they say it's a, it's a it's a hobby as much as it's a job too. But I think like any job, you you, you kind of have to be that I was screwed on to. You have to be kind of um you have to be your head has to be in the right space for whenever you're doing a gig. So it's nice that you can sort of come away from all of that too and just have it as a as a normal as a normal night with kind of uh, no consequences as I say. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Now I heard, I know I heard one or two people came home at half two. I don't know what, uh, I don't know what time you got home, but I know it definitely well, I went on. <laughs> no, it definitely went on to half two. I was talking to one or two ladies now. Um, but I suppose as well, the other side of it was, it was probably great for somebody like you who maybe had never got the chance to meet some of these people or hadn't, you might have met them or seen them perform, but you hadn't actually got to talk to them before. So I suppose it was also kind of a networking event as well in a way. Well, that's what I suppose it is too. It's it's an opportunity, as I said, for for the the new and upcoming singers, hopefully like myself, to to meet um different ones there and different singers and different people who are maybe involved with different shows or different uh, stations and radio things they got there and different promoters too, and uh, just to kind of get to know them and to put yourself out there. And again, I suppose the music game is a, is a game where I suppose like on unlike a lot of things where if you if you don't push yourself. You, you really won't go far and it's a, it's a game where you have to constantly be pushing yourself has to constantly be putting your name out there and getting to know the people involved and um, but yeah it's an opportunity for that for that to happen very good very good no it sounds like a great event and a lovely idea i mean obviously i'm not a singer so i don't know if these events happen regularly but i as far as i'm aware i don't think they happen really down south now it was mainly based at, at more the northern artists well, yeah, um, yeah. But I just think that's a fabulous idea. No pressure, no glad rags or sequins or suits, like just laid back. I think that's, I, and you probably need that, do you know, because most of you wouldn't see each other until you get to gigs or get to events. So for you to just strip it all back and just relax, I just think it's a great idea. It's, it's yeah, like, well, a, it, I, just, I just think it's great. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose like to say, the, everyone in the, in the music business is it's like a big family nearly and when you think of it like that from that aspect it's a it's a chance for I suppose all the the brothers and sisters as they call it then to to get together and to to talk away as well yeah like no, and everyone <laughs> says that everybody says 
that it's like one big family. And I don't obviously push people to say that. You just say it naturally, which is always so great to hear. Um, so that's absolutely fab. Um, very, very good. So that was Wednesday night. Obviously, it had to be a weekday because you'd have gigs at the weekend. So that was that. And you, we can confirm that Gavin had an early night. He didn't uh, hang around I too late. Very sensible. <laughs> very sensible. That's good to hear. A few of the other ladies now, if they're listening. I was told I'm it was close. a late one. <laughs> yeah, it was a late one. I won't name any names. Won't name any Even names. One of them. One of them actually is. Um, I. I don't know what this means anything to you. Your big sister. Right. Yeah. You, no, you know, know who that who is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think. She, well, and Sean McStravick was there, and was there, trying yeah. to think who else. Oh, there was a few, a few there, but um, no. So that was that was Wednesday night, and I was nearly going to ask you where are you this weekend, but this. It's a Friday. It's Friday today, but this interview won't be going out for a few weeks, so we we won't know where you'll be. So there's no point telling us about your gigs this weekend. But have you, are you booked? Weekend. Are you booked now for much now during the summer, big festivals and that kind of thing, or are they slowly starting to come in? Well, no, I suppose like with the COVID and everything. It, to be honest, I was kind of really going on the country scene for a year, year and a half before uh, the COVID happened, and it was kind of it was going it was going pretty well for me to be to be honest. And then, as everything said, the COVID happened, and it was it was a it was a slap in the teeth, really. Um, from going from from live crowds to looking at a looking at a phone screen, it was it's a very different type of performance. But um, no, I, I kept myself going with with even those like the charity uh, gigs and things like that as well. And then obviously young Facebook live streams as well. And thankfully they kept me in touch with um, the fans as well. So yeah, but even coming off now into this year. And even next year as well. Yes, I have a few festivals, and um, one of the big ones being uh, Minolte Country Music Festival. Um, so I'm on I'm on the lineup for Minolte along with um, Ethan Carter, Mike Denver, uh, Rob Mazel is on it too, and we have Matt and Paul Levy. They're both on it, and uh, Derry Shan is on it too. So yeah, that's I'm looking forward to it. And then I have a couple of festivals in Scotland as well, Theinstone and Embo uh, as well. So a couple of different Scottish trips away um, this year, next year, and. Yeah, a couple of different festivals as well. So looking forward to it. That's great. Just you're a busy man. I'm glad I nabbed you on the podcast first. So before <laughs> you start gallivanting, this is good time and good time. And I wouldn't be able to get you in a few months. <laughs> oh, so that's it. I suppose with everything, at least now, if we can look at it this year, that January is always going to be a bit of a quieter month for every reason. Everyone likes to take away a bit of a handier January. But now, thankfully, now starting the, the crowds are, are back sort of, um, to a reason to a reasonable kind of level as well and people are people are people are looking to get out i think that's the main thing if people are looking to get out they're they're eager to get going eager, eager to get dancing and that's that's i suppose good for for us as well as for themselves too so yeah no hopefully it should be a good a good summer and a good year that's good that's no you seem i mean it's only up how do you say it i'm getting my the now what's the phrase i'm trying to say it's up and onwards no that's not it it's up and onwards. Um, up, and, up from here. It's only up from here. I got you. You all know what I'm trying to say. I, I, it's not coming out as eloquently as I'd hope, but you know what I mean. You're, it's only up from here. There's nowhere else you can go. You can't go backwards. Yeah. Um, now, um, the listeners are aware of the quick fire round. I don't know if you're familiar with the quick fire round, Gavin, but the pressure is going to be on now in a second when I fire questions at you, and we'll see how you can deal with the pressure of it and. Uh, we're looking for one or two word answers, short and sweet, and whatever comes to mind. So I don't know. A lot of people just start panicking when the quick fire round is mentioned. 
So we listen to, oh, the ner- he's shaking. For those of you listening on Spotify, his the hands are shaking. The hand, he's he's yeah, he's very nervous. So let's see how we get on with the quick fire round with Gavin Griven. So, Gavin, where is your favorite place to gig or your favorite venue that you've gigged in before? Uh, Donegal. And more we specific. need more specific. Come on, give us more. Give us more. Yeah, no, I've played in a couple of places in Donegal. I think Donegal as a, as a county as well, in general, is, is a fantastic county. And they really love the the, music, the country music as well. But places like, uh, like Bundorn, everyone knows Bundorn. Everyone loves Bundorn. And there's places like the Allingham and the Bird's Nest. Um, so, yeah, places like that there, they're fantastic gigs. And as I say, people love to get dancing, which is fantastic too. Please, Donegal is getting a big thumbs up there. So that's that. <laughs> okay. Do you play any instruments? I know you mentioned the guitar, but do you play any more? I do. I play the guitar, the piano, and the banjo as well. So, yeah. I am, I'm, fellow banjo I'm, player. I'm fellow banjo <laughs> player too. Yeah. No, well, the, the four-string banjo, the tenor banjo, um, I play a bit of it. So, yeah. No, so I enjoy it. And it's something a wee bit different, something, I suppose, uh, not a lot of people play, I'd imagine, um, especially in the country scene. But, yeah, it's something a wee bit different and something something that I enjoy doing too. That is brilliant. Total sidetrack here, but for anyone that is interested in banjo and like yourself, Gavin, there's an interview with Evan Lyons, I think back in series two. And Evan Lyons is in, um, he's one of the musicians on the country music scene. Definitely worth going having a listen to that. I'm telling you, Gavin, as well. That's your homework. And for anyone else who's interested in the banjo, Evan is an amazing banjo and guitar player. And he talks all about his guitar and his banjo and the four straight. Oh, brilliant. So go and listen to that, guys. I'm getting totally sidetracked here. We're going to quick keep going with the quick fire round. So next question, Gavin, can you dance? I can. Yes. I used, to be an Irish, I used to be an Irish dancer for, I think it was 10 or 11 years. You were saying earlier on about the feshes, yes, I did, obviously, the, the feshes for the singing, but as well as that, I did the festivals or the feshes for the, the dancing as well. And thankfully, I've got me a Ireland World Medal for dancing too, so. Yeah, <laughs> Yes, I do indeed. I do indeed, so. Because I'm an Irish dancer as well, so I understand how hard it is to get yeah. there. And so what, what age were you when you retired? Um, I quit the dancing, um, was it three years ago? I think it was, yeah, three years ago. Um, Is that four years all? Ago. Yeah, I suppose and now, just with everything, um, I, I got to the stage where I'm sure you know the dancing, it takes an awful lot of time. And it's not something that if you want to do it well or do it right, you need to really put the time and you need to be going to the practice and things like that. And with, with I suppose, with the singing and music, it was, it was getting kind of busy. Um, and then, obviously, I had to put priority to the one so the singing uh, became the thing for me then but yeah oh my god that's amazing so when you mentioned uh all ireland and world world medals there so were they were they solo dancing no they were team dancing so they oh. were yes yeah, so there, there was the eight uh the eight hand uh for, for all of us then too so yeah no but but fantastic you know yourself it's the crack as long as much as the dancing as well there too so we had a bit of blast in different places like the city west in dublin and um, the Arnie, yes, Killarney, you know, fine rightly. Yeah. And there's, there's plenty of places all over. Um, and as I said, it's always about the crack and about the, the buzz and about the, the, the supposed dancing too, yeah. That's that's brilliant. Uh, and another, I've had this exact conversation before when I had David James from Donegal on the podcast, literally the exact same battle. He danced for years, worlds, all that jazz, and then had to make that decision between Irish dance and... Um, 
And the music scene, I quizzed him good on that. I was like, because to me, I suppose, look, obviously I've never given up the dance and obviously I retired from the from the competitive scene when I was, I'd done senior ladies and then I retired. So I was 21. And for me, I just find it so mad to think that after so many years of dancing that then it's, I can imagine, was, was it a hard decision to make or did you just know and that was it? No, well, I'll be honest, actually, I sort of half made the decision I was going to leave a year previous and then I got swayed into staying for another year. So I think that kind of puts it into perspective. It wasn't an easy decision and it wasn't it wasn't a decision I suppose it took likely either. But at at the first instance, I, I didn't really want to leave. It was just that I was with time I was nearly forced to leave. And then I, I tried to make time for it and make it work. But I suppose at the end of the day, um, you can't put any more hours into the day either. So I had to obviously give it up then a year later. But you probably enjoyed that last year more because you made the decision to retire, but then you got dragged in again. I'm sure you got dragged in because they needed an extra boy. Was that how it went? Literally. <laughs> funny, actually, the school I was in, there was, there was actually a few boys. We could make up a full team of, of fellas in that too, you see, and uh, for nearly for every age group. So... It was actually we had we had a lot of there was a lot of boys in the school, but um yeah, it was it was the banter between the boys and the girls and the bit of crack as I said, and you went from different fashions and you, you like you were as much you're maybe dancing on stage for three or four minutes at a time, but it's you're there nearly the whole day with everything going on. So it's the crack that you're having before and after and you're mixing with different people and you're it's just the whole atmosphere of the day too. Mm, and touring touring was never something obviously touring was never a route you wanted to go down with the dance and obviously touring as a musician is different but it was never you never you never wanted to go down that or give it a go yeah well i suppose like listen younger the world was my oyster to a certain extent it, it still is me. you're only 20 <laughs> no but i mean i know but when i was thinking even when i was even 10 and like the things i got there you don't realize the concept of time, I suppose, and you think, oh, sure, everything can happen at once. And I suppose whenever you, you do get that wee bit older, um, I'm not going to turn around and say I'm any older than what I am, but yeah, when I am even my own age now, I think you realize there's, you, you still, as much as you would like to do it, um, and let, to be fair, you can probably incorporate it into the, the, the kind of music that we do too as well. But um, at the minute, yeah, I suppose I would, I would love to, but just it's probably not going to happen for me anyway at this stage. I think what you have to do now is start incorporating a reel or a jig into your shows. I know Barry Kerwin is great for that. He always throws in a bit of a reel. So, okay, that's what we need. That's what we need. Can't leave the dancing. You have to do eight or 16 bars of a travel reel for us. We'll have to. God, if I knew that, I might have made you dance in the podcast video. But anyway, you've you got away lightly. You got away lightly there. Um, but isn't it yeah, so it funny? How, sorry, Gavin, go on. I was going to say, I suppose we've moved more into the, the, the jiving scene and that now too. Um, and, and the kind of the country dancing uh, more so than the Irish dancing. But yeah, I think, again, it's, it's the atmosphere and especially for things like social dances and that as well, where there's different things like the taxi dance. You can be dancing literally with anyone. And I think that's the, that's the, the joy and the crack of it. It's the, 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 how spontaneous it is and how, how random and it's, no matter who they are or what they are, okay, you're dancing with them, that's it. And it it's, it's really is, it's a fun type of, a weird concept but a fun concept too mm -hmm. no that's great so um so can you jive as well obviously you can irish dance can you jive and waltz now so and could you do yeah. that before you were involved in the country music scene or since well i suppose i my mom taught me how to how to jive um and 
then from different things from me even being on you know nights out there and different things to got to you see you see people as much as they see you too and you're learning from people as much as they learn from you too as well so me looking down on the floor whenever i'm looking down on the floor you see different moves and you see the the swings and different things they got and i suppose you're thinking to yourself half the time as well well i wonder how could i incorporate that into my own into my own kind of jiving dancing too so yeah listen i've, I've learned different things and yeah, hopefully I'll keep learning anyway. I'm no expert, but I can maybe maybe get there someday. Well, that was, I, I got totally distracted there. So going back, in answer to my question, can you dance? We can confirm that Gavin can dance uh, and I've quizzed him on every aspect of it. So uh, that was the longest quick fire round answer ever, but I enjoyed it immensely. Obviously I kept pushing for more info. Um, so we'll keep going with some of these questions. Um, do you prefer to sing a jive or a waltz or a fast or a slower song? Uh, that's a hard question. Uh, generally speaking, I suppose it's nice to be doing uh, jives and seeing people uh, dancing away too. The waltzes are nice to kind of to sit to sit back and to, I think they're sometimes the waltzes are nicer to listen to uh, in certain instances because um, a lot of the time with the jive people are singing along with you. But with the waltzes, at times you nearly get hear a pin drop, and that's it's a special moment in itself too. There you go. That's so a nice it, way of putting it. Yeah. Um. And do you prefer to perform at a dance or a concert? Again, <laughs> it's the same kind of same same answer. Um. With with dances and that, people are some a lot of the time singing along with you. But I suppose on the contrary, with concerts, people are singing along with you, and as well, their songs different songs are sometimes some even uh, slow american songs american country songs and you could hear pin drop and that's again it's a fantastic feeling and it's fantastic to, to see that as well so it is Very so nice. to answer your question i really don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the simple version uh, no one can ever really pick everyone gives the pros and cons of both um who is your favorite irish country music singer i i suppose again it's, it's a hard question to answer um I do like a lot of aspects from uh, like Mike Denver, Nathan Carter, um, Derek Ryan. I like his music too. I like uh, singers like Tommy Fleming as well. That's a different way flavor. Um, but he's a fantastic voice as well. And yeah, even some of the American country song uh, singers as well. Luke Holmes. That's my next question. What's your favorite American? <laughs> so keep going. You're on the right track. <laughs> Luke Holmes, Cody Johnson. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Could go here all day. <laughs> I know oh, that's great, yeah. but it influences the American music then, especially the likes of Luke Holmes. Sure, he's everyone is into him these days, so um, it helps keep the it's Irish. Nice to, it's, it's nice to be interested in a few different things. I think to kind of keep to keep your own music um, flavorful and different too, so you don't get into a kind of bit of a rut. It's nice to be listening to different people, and I, to be honest, I think it's kind of funny whenever you look at your own uh, Spotify. You know the, the Spotify rap they give you every year. Um, I think like most people would be maybe five or six genres, genres, whatever they'd be typically listening to. <clears throat> it's like mine was something like 30 or 40 and it's, <laughs> it's a bit different, but you're looking at it thinking, well, I suppose it's a good thing too. Yeah. So, you're not yeah. narrowing down your, uh, your listing. Right. Yeah. No, as a musician I, and as a singer, I think that's what you want to be coming out with. It'd be bad if you're coming out with one or two. Well, my Spotify playlist at the end of the year is an absolute disaster because I use Spotify for for work so i use my spotify account to play all my music on my tablet so at the end of the year every single year for the last six years number one tommy k the dj number two hold on to your hat 
number three, dance all night, Michael English, because they're all the action songs the kids can exactly, dance to. Yeah. Number four, God's plan, because it's really slow to start them off on the walls. Well, yes. and number five is usually something like head, shoulders, knees and toes. Well, I don't know what my top Spotify lists are because that's it every single year. Drives me nuts. What? Every year I hope that there might be just one little glimmer of something new, but no, it's always the something same. Different. Something different. <laughs> I think I need a work Spotify and a personal Spotify because, yeah, <laughs> it's bad. It's bad. <laughs> um, but let me see. What other questions have I for you? Um Tell us something that we might not know about you, something that's totally not music related. We already found out you might have been a vet. So is there anything else now random that we might not know about you? Um, I used to be a footballer when I was young. Is this so, with yeah. the music and the dancing? So something obviously had to Yeah, this was with it all. And this is where, I suppose, in that sense, um, things started to get a bit complicated with, with time. But yeah, he used to be a, a footballer from a local club here. And now I'm not going to turn around and say it was the best footballer in the world. I don't know if it was or it wasn't, but um, no, I just I was one that liked to um, get stuck in when it came to tackle and things like that. Um, and then you're coming out with bruises and things like that. And whenever you're doing that in the dancing and the singing, it kind of maybe just didn't go as as well as I hoped at times. But yeah, I was about so to was, say, I'm guessing, yeah. I'm guessing the football was the first thing to go because obviously if you got injured at football. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. To be fair, if you injured your leg or you went over in your ankle or anything, now I suppose it can happen in anything, but with things like football, that it probably is a wee bit easier too for things that got to happen or to get injured. And yeah, it was the first thing then, unfortunately, that had to go. But it led me to where I am today. So yeah, I'm suppose I'm happy with the, the choices that I've made so far anyway. That's true. Did you ever have any bad injuries with the dancing? Eh, bad injuries, I suppose. It went over on my ankle. It's, it's something that happens, especially if you're doing the, the rocks, is not. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, you know, it can go terribly wrong at times. But um, yeah, no, I think sprained ankles, things like that there would be, um, would have happened. But thankfully, not common enough uh, or too common, as you say. But yeah, that was been probably about the limit of my injuries, um, thankfully. So, touch so far. Yeah, so, so far. So far, I wouldn't be any more injuries. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. And one final one. Well, this is kind of a double-ended one. What are your pros about the country music scene and your cons about the country music scene in Ireland, if any? Uh, the pros, I love that it's so diverse in every aspect. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a scene like I think no other in the sense where you could find an 8, 16, 18-year-old at a dance and you could also find an 80-year-old at a dance. And it's not that it's not that there's this big divide between the two. There's one over here and there's one here. It's just everything mixed in the middle. And you could end up dancing with someone who's 75 or you could be 17. And it, it's that kind of diversity that I, I, I love about it, to be fair. And it, it keeps it fresh and it keeps it it keeps everything um, going, I suppose, too. But yeah, it's one of the major pros would have about um, the genre. So what and cons. Um, <laughs> Cons, that's a good question. I um, know. I love waiting to hear what the answers would be for this. Usually, the weekends I guess, aren't long enough. Ooh, that's a positive one. That's a positive, but the weekends aren't long enough. <laughs> that's a sneaky one. That is a sneaky one. Usually, I get the late nights. That's the one that I usually get, or missing will, think, things, uh, missing events if you're working, if you're gigging. 
Yeah, well, I suppose it's, it's an industry like that you, you have to be you have to be involved at the weekends, and that's it's you have to be doing the the miles and things like that. And that I suppose you don't really get an awful lot of sleep at the weekends, but it's an aspect of the the industry that if you can manage it and if you can if you can be happy enough with it, cooperate with it, it's you can sort of think past it. I think so. Like the likes of me doing there, and for example, this weekend I'm doing uh, a show in Galway, and excuse me and if for the likes of that there if it's it's a, it's a journey and it is a it's a it's a far journey but if you can say well i'm going to go with this weekend i'm in blah, blah blah next weekend you can see past that i think and thankfully so far at least i have anyway so yeah i'll see her see what i'll say in 10 years time <laughs> yeah yeah we, we will you'll come back in a few years time and you'll be just like wrecked look on you and you'll be all over the place exactly. and do you drive I do indeed, yeah. I was about I am to say, a... I hope you're not dragging mum or dad or somebody, family members all the way down to Galway to drive yeah. you. Now, to be honest, they they would drive, um, they would drive for their for the gigs and that. But I do, I have, have the car and the van and that there, and um, yeah. So it it means I can, I can drive now if I, if I need to take over. But I suppose whenever you're you're setting up, you're doing, you're endeavouring, taking down and all that, you do be exhausted by that stage. So it's nice to have someone to kind of take over. And um, yeah, so I thank you then again. Uh, sweetens the deal, I suppose, for them then too. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so it worked out everywhere. Yeah. Oh no, that's great. That's great. So you're in Galway. Well, when this podcast goes out, you'll have done Galway. So I'm sure it was a great gig. I'm sure it went very well. Where is it actually? Just out of curiosity. Uh, it's for Michael Commons. It's his. Uh, ah, it's yes. his annual show. So it's in the Clayton Hotel in, in Galway. So it is. Yes, I know Michael and I know the hotel. Very good. So hopefully that went well. If anyone was there, I hope you had a great time. <laughs> um, well, Jesus, I feel we've got to know you very well over the last hour or so between the dancing and the singing and the football. And uh, no, it's been great to chat to you, Gavin. And um, like we haven't met before or anything like that. So it's lovely. I can officially say we've met now. It doesn't matter if it's virtual or in person. It doesn't matter. No matter here, especially with the last year and a half, two years that we've had, it's the same thing at this stage. <laughs> Do you know what? But the thing is, the reality is, I probably get to talk to people more on the Zoom and the podcast than I would. Yeah. Do you know what? If I met you at a gig, I'd say hello and we talk whatever. But like we said earlier, short and sweet, hello and goodbye. Whereas at least with the podcast, you're actually sitting down for a proper... I'm able exactly. to nab all the singers. You, you can't get away, you see. I, I nab you and then you're here and that's it. Midweek. <laughs> yeah. But we better let you go. Um, because Jesus, you've been on a while. You're a great talker, and that's what you need in the country music scene. You need somebody, but you seem very level-headed for somebody so young. And you, you seem you just you're a really nice lad, and you're very easy to talk to. And if you've got that, if you can talk and you're a nice lad, the scene you'll be grand, and you can sing. We, we should have mentioned that. If you can <laughs> sing, you can talk, and you're a nice guy. Well, you're going to you'll be uh, you'll be flying it in the country music scene as oh, you are oh, already. So, guys, make sure you go and check out um, Gavin's latest song, which was brought out in November. Uh, Find the right girl. It's a great drive in one, so you should all go and have a drive around the kitchen now. And I'm sure there's going to be new music coming out soon, Gavin. I know you probably can't tell us too much, but I'm assuming there'll be something coming out to give us a, a treat. Yes, hopefully now this year we'll bring a couple of more singles and that. Um, and I suppose even with the last thing, the last single there, the Find the Right Girl, um, a lot of people were dancing away to that on TikTok and things they got too. So yeah, you never know. Maybe something like that again might come out. Um, might come out in the, later in the year as well. So just keep an eye, I suppose, on my the social media, um, the Facebook and Instagram, and even my website too. Uh, www. Uh, 
Uh, so keep an eye on all them things and you'll see exactly where I am and what I have planned for the year as well. So. Well, you saved me a job there because usually I'm the one that goes, go and check them out on here and here and here and here. But you've done it all. I mean, if I, need, if I ever need a, a host to join me, I mean, you, you're straight in. You know what to say. So you never know. You might see Gavin Gribble podcast host. You never know. Um, you're on the ball. But that means, again, you've your head screwed on. You know to give a plug. That's the way to do it. That is the way to do it. So, guys, make sure you go and check out Gavin on all the social medias, on the website there. He's, he's named it out for you, so you have no excuse. Um, and go and check out his music as well. And, uh, Gavin, hopefully we'll get to meet you in person at some stage over the coming months. Hopefully, Sandra. Thank you very much for having me on today. I really no enjoyed problem. The no problem. It's been great to have you. And um, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in again. I hope you've enjoyed this episode in series four of the Country Chats podcast. And we will talk to you soon. So mind yourselves, stay safe wherever you're going. Hopefully you're going gigging and jiving around the country. So we'll talk to you, you soon. Sláin.